This is Tim. And this is Nanette. From For Whatever Reason, and you're listening to BadgerCast with Dale and Julie. I'm one step closer. Hello and welcome to BadgerCast, number one. We got a new name. Hey, if you think you're listening to the Philosophy Guy show, well... Kind of. You kind of are. But this is the new name for the new couple cast. Well, it's not really a new couple cast. It's just a couple cast that needed a name. That needed a name, And not the Philosophy Guy, because that was yours. All right, well, welcome to BadgerCast number one, <laughs> and uh, I'm Dale. And I'm Julie. And uh, what's going on? Well, I think we have to back up a second, and we have to extend thanks for this new name. Okay. Because it was the collective Skype brain... The collective Skype unconscious or conscious? <laughs> no. What's the term? It was the collective Skype brainstorming. Between, hmm, you and me and Tim and Nanette and I don't even remember who else was there. Joe and... By the way, thank you, Tim and Nanette, from, for whatever reason, for the introduction. Yes. And thanks to Skype and our couple's guest chat. Friends. Friends. They know what we mean. Okay. Okay. So... Why don't we talk a little bit about what we're going to do with the Badger cast? Okay. Well, basically, if you've been listening to the Philosophy Guy show for the past uh, maybe 10 to 12 episodes, uh, we're basically going to do the same thing. We're going to add a couple new features here and there as uh, things warrant, but uh, basically mm-hmm. just you and me discussing life uh, in Badgerland, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, our little slice of badger. Our land. little slice of it's southeastern badger. Wisconsin. Well, we'll talk about badger stuff. Okay. But uh, so, why don't we get started? What's going on in your slice of badger land? Hmm. Well, I'm still working. Still can't say no quite that much. Um. I don't know what else. Kids were on spring break this week. They're driving me crazy. Can't wait for school to go back. They start back tomorrow. I know. I can't wait. And, oh, you know, the biggest positive thing for me this week? I'm down almost 13 pounds. Yay! Yeah, it's kind of fun. (laughs) Other than that, same old, same old. And you? Well, I got a question for you. Oh, you got a question. How how is the diet going? Better than I thought. Okay. I, I'm not craving a lot of stuff. I think it was kind of made easier by the fact that I gave up soda almost a year ago. So you know I'm not picking up those diet sodas like I was, and you know me, chocoholic at heart. I'm not cutting out chocolate out of the diet. Well, what she's done is she's... You have cut back a lot. 
Especially on carbs. That's the biggest thing. Well, and, and chocolate. Well, yeah, I've had, what, one bag of candy in this house that's lasted me almost a week and a half? Yeah, she puts it in the the China, the secret <laughs> China cabinet where you, she goes and once a day she allows herself the treat of, of a piece or two of... Two or three. Chocolate. Throughout the day. Yeah. Well, I only saw you take one today, so... Hmm, had more than one. All but anyway, right. yes, I've cut back. Carbs is the biggest thing. You know, making sure I get all the veggies in. And the other thing is just keeping filled up with fluid. And not soda or Hey, sugar I told you, foods. I haven't had soda in almost 10 months. If I, if I don't miss that, like I said, mm-hmm. I don't feel that, that hungry or like I'm starving. And I've been out walking the dogs at least once a day and each dog that's a mile and a half each for each dog so that's three miles a day in a walk weather permitting now tomorrow i guess that's not going to happen forecast is for rain lots and lots of rain with flood warnings so and then i signed up for my class starting in a couple weeks at the y so we'll see what happens okay uh you also signed kids for some swimming Swim lessons are coming, so we get those done in the spring session, so I have I can take them out to the wonderful lakes around here. And we can go camping and all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we're, we're making a promise this year for camping. We no are? More, yeah, no more broken bones. <laughs> yeah, no more broken bones. <laughs> we will wrap them in bubble wrap before that happens. Okay. Is that all your question? Well, so far. Okay. Any, anything else going on this week or no? No, it was just a, you know, work. I taught, you know, the normal stuff. Okay. Okay. So you want to know what my week's like? Duh. All right. Well, I have really nothing on the show notes as you see. I see, but I know that you're going to say a lot of stuff that's oh, not there. Actually, no, because no? I don't have a lot to say. Uh, it works about the same, so I'm going to just blow past that. Um, uh, having issues with uh, WordPress. You do, huh? Yeah. Oh, by the <laughs> way, yes. Yeah, I'm starting to rework our, our websites. Oh, uh, yeah. We have lots of stuff to get together now for yeah, the show. For the Philosophy Guys show. I want to redo that one. Mm-hmm. And then also redo uh the new badgercast.com so at at some point in the near future you can uh find us at badgercast.com currently it's parked by godaddy so uh you won't find anything too exciting there but we're working on we'll it. work on it uh if i could get through my struggles with wordpress but uh okay so that's about it go ahead so we got, I was thinking we could uh, do some news stories and then take a break. Okay. I think this this show will be a little shorter maybe than the others because, uh, you know, we've talked to you recently and, uh, and mm-hmm. such. So. so what news stories do you have for us? All right. Well, thanks to the wonderful uh, people at FARC, at FARC.com. Uh, let's see. What do we got here? I don't know, I can't read across the room. Well, you've got your choice of cell phones could be more dangerous than cigarettes. 
Sure. All Go right. For it. A study by an award-winning cancer, cancer expert shows that cell phone use could kill more people than smoking. According to the UK's independent newspaper, the study headed by Dr. Vidi Karwana shows that there is a growing body of evidence that using handsets for 10 years or more can double the risk of brain cancer. Based on his assessment on the fact that 3 billion people now use phones worldwide, that is three times higher than people who smoke. Smoking kills some 5 million people globally each year. Okay, we've had cell phones in this world for more than 10 years. You haven't... Handhelds, yeah. And you haven't reported anything from his thing that says that the cancer brain cancer rate's gone up in ten those ten years. He warned that people should avoid using handsets whenever possible and called on the phone industry to make them safer. The study is said to be the most damaging indictment of the cell phone use. According to the independent cancer cancers take at least ten years to develop which has influenced, which was influenced earlier cancer studies showing relative to that. Basically, he's saying, remember the old George Carlin line? No, but you're going to show me or tell me or whatever the word I'm yeah. searching for is. Saliva causes cancer. Only, only if swallowed in small <laughs> amounts after long periods of time. <laughs> oh, I can't go. I can't comment on that one. So, you know... I think his study may or may not have merit, but he's not saying that the cancer rate went up in the last 10 years, at least for brain cancer. Well, I think that the the uh, impression you're supposed to be left with is that, you know, we're going to get a big spike in brain cancer because... But he didn't say that in that little article. If he had, it would have been in there, is what I'm saying. Right. Onward... By the way, there are more Muslims than Catholics in the world. I can believe that. This report comes from Reuters in Vatican, from Vatican City. Islam has taken over Roman Catholicism as the biggest religion, single religious denomination in the world, the Vatican said on Sunday. What, are they worried they're not going to get their piece of the pie? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't think I'd say that? <laughs> piece of the pie or... Uh, whatever. (laughs) For the first time in history, we are no longer at the top. The Muslims have overtaken us. Sorry. He, uh, Formetti, the Monsignor Vittero Formetti, who compiled, who complied the, or compiled the Vatican's newly released 2008 yearbook of statistics. Would you like me to read for you? Oh, no, that's okay. Okay. Yes, I do, but it's too late now. Mm. He said that if all Christian groups were considered, including Orthodox churches, Anglicans, Protestants, then Christians would make up a third. And the point of all this is? About two billion people. And the point of all this is? Basically, what's happening is um, Catholics are going down because they're not having babies. And the point of all this is? And Muslims are going up. And the point of all this is? There's no point. It's just one of those little trivia things. Yeah, but there's no point to it. Who cares? Everybody has their own way of. Well, unless you're unless you're the Vatican. 
what's the word I want, of um, worshiping God or the higher being, it doesn't matter whether they're Muslim, Catholic, or your garden variety, I just believe there's a higher power. Okay. All right. But <laughs> if you're too short. Too short on what? Are we switching subjects? Yes, now? we are. Okay. If you're too short, and you can get a heel job. A heel job. A heel job. Dirty, during a 90-minute operation, you could be made taller by inserting silicone heels into your body. Yeah, but then how are your shoes going to fit? They didn't talk about that in the article, but Louis de la Cruz developed a procedure to help people who would normally be too short for jobs with a minimum height. He claims the would-be soldiers, police officers, flight attendants, models, and firefighters are lining up for the surgery at his Madrid clinic. Again, if you're adding height to the heel, that means you're going to make it like you already have a pair of shoes on. How are you going to put a regular pair of shoes on? I don't know. I'm just not picturing this the right way. I don't know. There was no picture with this article, was there? No, just a little banner ad. Uh Uh-huh. I'll have to do some work on that one. Why don't we take a break? Play a song for the Podsafe Music Network. This is London Rain from We the Living. It's funny how the smile in your eyes is slowly fading with the last days in July. The year is drowning like the calendar grows thin You'll sail away again with your back against the wind And when the cold wind blows, you're gone And I will hold my head again But you can run from the truth
Podsafe Music Network. That was We the Living with London Rain. And welcome back to BadgerCast. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm going to probably screw that one up for a few episodes anyway. Screw what up? Saying BadgerCast? Yeah. How can you screw that up? Well, I'll just say Philosophy Guy Show. Nah. <laughs> Our next segment is the Cheesehead Spotlight. And that's you this week. And uh, this week, it's... Uh, and of course, I'm going to screw it up now because it's after 10 at night and I'm, my brain is dead. Oh, it's just getting early. Uh, Talison. Talison is correct. Yeah. When you round the bend on Highway 23 near Spring Green, you will find a unique home emerging from a hillside. A signature work from one of America's greatest architects, Frank Lloyd Wright. The home he named Talison. Talison means shining brow in Welsh. Wright named it in honor of his grandparents who settled in the lush valley where he spent much of his childhood. Born in Richland Center in 1867, Wright studied engineering at UW-Madison and started his architectural career in Chicago. Known as the father of the Prairie School of Architecture, which extols harmony with the natural milieu through the use of materials and flowing horizontal lines and other design principles found in nature. I took that was a quote. Obviously. Talizin was not only his home, but also he considered it his laboratory. He used Talizin as a place to experiment with the new architectural techniques that use native materials and focused on bringing harmony between the building and the surrounding nature. Built in 1909, Talizin contains a residence, a studio, a school of architecture, which continues to be used by students of Wright's work today. Talizin has survived two fires and much drama over its hundred years. Wright's mistress and her children and four others were murdered during the first fire in 1914. Back up a second. You said this was built in 1909? Mm -hmm. Okay. Built in 1909, it's 98 years old. Over 100. Oh, fine. (laughs) Sorry. In 1925, the home was almost destroyed again due to an early electrical malfunction. Both times, Wright rebuilt and expanded. Since Wright's death in 1959, Talizin has been preserved as a museum and a school to Wright's life and work. It was named a National Historic Landmark and and placed on the National Register of Historic Places in 1976. Talizin is maintained by the Talison Preservation, Inc. Tours of Talison are offered from May through October and include a one-hour hillside tour, a two-hour house tour, a two-hour highlights tour, and a four-hour estate tour. Not suitable for young children. Also, evening cocktail tours <laughs> available on Fridays in June, July, and August. For more information on tours and reservations, you can call... 877-588-7900 or visit, or visit 
TellusInPreservation.org. I'm oh. telling the truth. It's not a suitable for, suitable tour for, I would say, kids hmm, under uh, the age of 12. 13. 13? Because there's too much there. Don't touch this. Don't touch that. No. Well, yeah, you can't touch. You have to wear, take off your shoes and wear the booty covers. And there were certain parts of the house that you couldn't even walk out on because of being structurally unsafe, if I remember that little catwalk thing. We could only go a couple people at a time. Oh, the one, there's one long expanse that yeah, goes. It's, it's, it's a really cool. Cavaliers jetty. over the, the valley. Right. It's very cool, very nice to be out there, but structurally it doesn't hold more than a couple people at a time without the risk of falling or breaking it. Yeah, I wasn't exactly sure. It's been, what, it's been about five years since we've been there. Mm, eh, three, four. Yeah. So. I mean, it's a really cool house. Oh, yeah. It really is. But not not for young kids. Not for young kids. Um, so, and it also, they preserved it as it was in the late 50s, early 60s. Mm-hmm. So basically when. Wright was there the last time. Mm-hmm. The furnishings are a bit, you know, obviously dated. One of the things that I, I kind of, it's been a knock on, on Wright's work anyway, but he was a little, he was more the artist than the uh, practical. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, th- there wasn't a whole lot practical in that house. There was not a whole lot practical in that house. Um, one of the things that, because he had also created a, a the Talisman West in Arizona, and his he would migrate in, in winter in Arizona and summer in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. He basically didn't bother really insulating, so it really wasn't a year-round home. Mm-mm. It was more think of it as a huge cabin in that respect, where you know. It wasn't really well insulated, and it wasn't well heated. And it's not really surrounded by a lot of trees and stuff. It's out there for everyone to see. So you get the wind. Right. You, Yeah. To me, I think of a cabin stuck in the woods. Not here. You're in the, middle, right. of a, you're in the middle of the orchards on the hill. Yep. Well, it was very pretty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That part of the state truly is very pretty. Mm-hmm. If you ever get a chance to get down in that area, check it out. Um, are, are we ready to go to our new next segment? Yes, and I will. Never mind. Go ahead. You you can you can be the person that does the. <laughs> the new next segment is going to focus on different names of Wisconsin places, and how would you pronounce these? Now, the thing with Wisconsin is that there there's a lot of French and um, Indian influences mm-hmm. in history and in uh, what comes down in, a, in the names of cities and towns. True. I mean, you had the Indians were already here, and then you had people like um, uh, Father Marquette and the explorers that I can't think of their name right now. <laughs> discovering... Uh, 
who is the explorer that I can't Well, Marquette think of? and Joliet. Joliet, and, thank you. And others that we can't name because that would ruin uh, future <laughs> okay. seg- segments of this. So, the first place to try and pronounce. And you can call at the Philosophy Guy number. Because we haven't gotten a new number for this cast yet. And that would be 206-202-2008 with your attempt at the pronunciation of this show's first city. This, yeah. And it is a city. So it's the Badger Cast, Wisconsin City Pronunciation of the Week. Okay. So this is how you spell this episode's... City of the, of the, of the, well, whatever. It is spelled K-A-U-K-A-U-N-A. Again, if you're waiting to write that down. Say it again. K-A-U-K-A-U-N-A. And we'll wait to hear from some of those people who hopefully will call back and tell us their version of pronunciation. What are we going to give the person who calls in with the right pronunciation? We gotta have prizes. Of, oh, we could do a round of applause. I don't know. <laughs> now I have to get a stock thing of people. <laughs> I don't know. We're gonna have to think about it. All right. Well, anyway. some something from a Wisconsin, maybe a maybe a little shot glass with a little cheese head on it or something. Mm. I don't know. Cheese, wine, chocolate. Got a lot of things we could pick from. There you go. You get it. Or we could make it a running contest, and we could do uh, five to ten of them, and see who cuts, comes up with the most correct pronunciations to win that. I'm just messing with his head tonight, aren't I? <laughs> and all the decisions of the judges are final, <laughs> whatever they are. <clears throat> okay, so that brings us to. What I'm reading, doesn't it? So, Julie, what are you reading? I just finished a book by Sharon Sala, S-A-L-A, called The Healer. Uh, And it was a quick read because I took it off of the romance shelf at Barnes & Noble. But it's, um, I wouldn't call it the supernatural, but it's about a healer. And how he meets the one for him and their little um, challenges that they need to overcome. It's, it's a different different spin on things when it comes to mystical type of things. Not bad. Okay, good. And I got the one that I was saying last show. I finally got the first book in the series. So the next book I will be reading will be that um, sci-fi Trilogy by John Ringo. So hopefully by next show I'll have that read. Okay, sounds good. This would be the time where we'd have listener feedback, but for a first show... Well, we, we truly did have listener feedback. Yes, that we did have uh, Tim and Nanette sending us a, an intro, which mm-hmm. is really awesome. Thank you. It was. Yep. Thanks again. And uh, if you want to send... If anybody else wants to send us an intro... You can do that by sending it or calling the comment line at 206-202-2008. 
Or you could send an email to the new BadgerCast at thebadgercast at gmail.com. And we will have a new website for the show, and it is badgercast.com. Otherwise, you can get a hold of me at www.donttickleme.net. Twitter and Skype, I'm Don't Tickle Me, and Dale is Philosophy Guy. All right, we're going to close with another song from the Podsafe Music Network at music.podshow.com. And it is from the band called Aloud. And you can find them at allthingsaloud.com. And this is Beaches. Until next time, this is Dale. And Julie. And uh, you've been listening to Badgerland. And you've been listening to Badgercast. And have a good night. Night. I was born on the beaches. I am longing to be free.